Hallelujah. Are you thankful for Jesus today? Yeah, yeah. Are you glad you came so far? Man, I know God's doing amazing things on the inside of you. God is up to something. And I'm so thankful we get to be a part of that big good plan, aren't you? Life is getting better. Life is getting good. Be an expectation. You know, it's all about what you're expecting. Some of y'all are just expecting for it to get worse and worse, and I hope that word is right. It is right. God is true. He's working on your behalf, and God is working to turn things around. And I just believe that you're in the right place at the right time this morning. Go ahead, look at somebody, give them a fist bump, high five, poke them in the eye, I don't know. Whatever y'all want to do. You can go ahead and uh, have a seat. Uh, so thankful you're here. I said I believe God's doing some amazing things uh, I get the opportunity to speak to y'all this morning excited about that but before we do I just want to make an announcement to all the women of the house we are having a game night this Friday night so in the lobby you will find these little cards or somebody will put one in your hand it's game night this Friday night. Listen, it's not going to be the same without you. There are prizes to be won. There are snacks to be eaten. There are, there, is a, there are conversations to be had and relationships to be built. And I want to see you there. It is just not going to be fun without you, the party. All right? So I know y'all like to bring the party, so make sure you come. Uh, and uh, in fact, if you want to go ahead and pull out your phone, go on the church app and pre-register, that would be amazing. I would even allow that as I'm speaking this morning for you to pull out your phone, go on our church app and register because I want to see you there. Go ahead, look to the girl sitting next to you and say, you better be there. I didn't hear you. Go look at them. You better be there. Yes. Y'all better be there. <laughs> I'm excited about what we're going to be talking about uh, this morning. Um, you know, a few weeks ago, Randy talked, taught a message, and it was entitled, Running with Horses. And he talked about how we can be so stressed out and overwhelmed by life when the Bible calls it foot soldier problems. We're like doing hand-to-hand -hand combat, trying to fight the enemy in our own strength and our own ability. When God says we shouldn't be fighting or dealing with foot soldier issues when he has created us to run with the horses. He wants his supernatural ability to be imparted to our natural ability. He empowers us to do bigger and greater things. Well, how does that even happen? Because I know most of us in this room, we're not just coming and attending church just to mark it off our resume not celebration church. You can go to other churches and feel comfortable by doing that, but just the nature and the DNA of who we are, you have to come in. You're coming because you're wanting to experience life change. You don't want God to just be, you know, part of your resume. Uh, you want him to be the center of your life. And if God says that you can succeed in life and walk in health and abundance and have amazing relationships in your life, that's what you want to participate in. You want to see it happen in your life. So it'd be detrimental on our part to say, hey, y'all need to run with horses. Y'all need to run with horses. And you're going, okay, okay, okay. But how do I, how do I do that? 
And I think our job as communicators, when we stand on this, this platform, is to make sure that the Word of God is not, been, is not being portrayed or preached as something hard to do. Jesus never meant it that way. In fact, Jesus himself says, my yoke, my way, is easy. Sometimes people think God's way is hard. Man, it's so hard to serve God. It's hard to serve God through religion. I agree. It is not hard to serve God through relationship. When you realize who God has created you to be, a son and a daughter of the Most High God, and he's empowered you to live that supernatural, God-appointed, better life. And so we're going to talk about a little bit about that this morning. The title of my message today is The Power Within. The Power Within You. If you don't know it, as a believer in Christ Jesus, there is a power or a supernatural God ability that now lives on the inside of you. In the book of John, chapter 16, Jesus is sitting talking to his disciples. He's telling them, you know, hey guys, I'm getting ready to be crucified. This is how the end of my life is going to look. They're kind of freaking out because, I mean, they were enjoying the time they had with Jesus. They were enjoying the miracles. They were enjoying, you know, the mission. They were enjoying seeing demons cast out. They were enjoying what they had when they were hanging out with Jesus. So when he started telling them, guys, I'm getting ready to be betrayed, and I'm going to go to the cross, and I'm going to be crucified, uh, they started freaking out. But this is what Jesus tells them in verse number 5 of John chapter 16. He says, now I'm going to him who sent me, yet none of you ask me where I'm going. Now that I have told you that I'm getting ready to leave you, he's saying, your hearts are full of sadness. He says, but I'm telling you the truth. It's better for you that I go away. He's like, I know you're all sad right now. I know you're so, so sad. You're so very sad. But it's better for you that I go. He says, because if I don't go then the helper or the Holy Spirit cannot come to you. He says, but if I do go away, I'm going to send him to you. So Jesus was having this discussion. He's looking at his disciples, and they were just so sad. Kind of like some of us, just so sad. A life without Jesus, a life without knowing who he is and his, uh, his power that lives in you, it's just a sad life. But he says, it's better for you if I go. Now, at that point, they were still sad because they didn't know what he was talking about. Because we have limited perspective. A lot of times, the things in our life have limits on them because our perspective is limited. We don't really understand what is better for us because of our limited understanding. You know, the other night, Randy and I were flipping through channels. Yes, we are still of the age where we flip through channels. I know some of y'all just go on YouTube or, you know, you have all these, you know, apps that on your your television you just go to and watch on demand, but we're still like, what's on TV? I don't know, you know? Thank God we have a remote. You know, back in the day, I used to be the remote, but we were flipping through channels and came across this show and it was called, um, I believe it was called Generation Gap. And it was, you know, uh, the the concept of the show, it was like a a granddaughter or a grandson with their grandparent on the show, on the game show. 
and they were competing another, against another uh, grandson or granddaughter and their grandparent, and they were asking them generational um, era questions. You know, so they'd show the kid like an actual phone or one of those sliding credit card machines, trying to get the kid to, you know, do you know what this is? Anyway, at the end of the, show, at the, end of the whole uh, game show, they said, you have one more prize that you can win. You have one more prize that you can win. They're like, yeah, this is awesome. They said the only deciding factor is the youngest member of your family gets to choose. Well, that was like a four-year-old kid. So the little four, and they couldn't influence his decision. So the little four-year-old kid, he's just sitting there, and they're like, hey, buddy, you get to choose the last prize. Here it is, this brand-new shiny car. And everybody's clapping. Or this little ride-on scooter. What do you think the kid chose? The ride-on scooter. Why? He had limited perspective. He didn't know the value of the thing. It just looked cool to him. It looked like the best prize ever. And that little kid got on that scooter and he thought he was everything. Limited perspective. When we have limited perspective, we don't understand what it is we really need. So here's the disciples. They had such limited perspective. Jesus, how, honestly, how could it be better for us for you to leave us alone? I don't get it. It can't be better for us. He's like, it's better for you. In Acts chapter 1, after Jesus is buried and he's raised again, he's with his disciples before he ascends into heaven. It says, when they came together, he gave them this order. He says, don't leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift. He says, wait for the gift I told you about, the gift my father promised. John baptized with water, but in a few days, you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. He goes on in verse number eight. He says, and you will receive power. Now, that word power is strength, ability, power. He says, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now, when when you receive, as believers in Christ Jesus, when we receive Jesus, now that the Holy Spirit's come, when we receive Jesus, the Holy Spirit that Jesus was talking about, that helper, that power, that ability, that strength, moves in on the inside of us. Right now in this room, as believers in Christ Jesus, you're stronger than you know. You have more power on the inside of you than you are aware of. The Spirit of God now resides or lives on the inside of you. So when Jesus said, I'm going to go to my Father, he's going to send the Helper, he's going to send the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's now going to be able to be with each and every one of you, Jesus on this earth was very limited. He was in the form of a man, could be at one place at one time. But because he went to heaven, he sent the Holy Spirit. Now the Holy Spirit that directed the path of Jesus when he was on this earth empowered him with great ability, gave him the strength and the wisdom and the direction that he operated on this earth. 
is the same spirit now that abides on the inside of you. Now, this is pretty amazing because the Bible says in Galatians 3.13, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the, uh, from the dead lives on the inside of you, and he does, it says he gives life to you. He gives life to every cell and every fiber now of your body. So Jesus says this in 1 Corinthians 3.16. Paul says this. He says, don't you know that you are now God's temple? As a believer in Christ Jesus, you are now God's temple. God lives in you. God's spirit lives in you. In the Old Testament, the spirit or presence of God used to live in a box that they used to have to carry around on their shoulder everywhere. But now because of Jesus, the spirit of God now lives in us. Now I know y'all think, I go to church where the presence of God is. That's not true. We all come together as the body of Christ because the spirit of God lives in you. He lives in me. He lives in you. He lives in you. And we all come collectively together and we're a powerful force than when we worship God. So the spirit of God lives on the inside of me and the inside of you. He says in 1 John 4, 4, he says, you belong to God. You have already won a victory over the people that were persecuting them being influenced by Satan. He says, because the spirit who lives on the inside of you is greater than the spirit in this world. Now, who is the spirit that lives on the inside of you? It's the Holy Spirit. It's God's spirit. He lives on the inside of you. Now, it's great for him to live in you, but the power actually comes when we allow him to completely feel us. You already have the power of God living on the inside of you. When you receive Jesus, he moved in. But it's just like I can have you come and I can invite you into my home and you come in and I say, hey, my house is your house. Mi casa es su casa. All right? And you come in. Yeah, you like my Espanol? Yeah. Uh, just wait till you see my gang signs. Okay, so the, the spirit of God, I can invite you into my house. And I say, come in, my house is your house. Now, that's only, that, you know that ain't always true. Because if you start coming in and trying to rearrange my pantry, I'm going, hey, 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 hey. You come try to get in my bed, hey, 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 no. You start going through my junk drawer, hey, 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 stay out of there. You start trying to go through some of my stuff. I'm no, 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 yay, hey, hey. Because I'm giving you limited access to my house. We do the same thing with God. We invite him in, Holy Spirit moves in. We're new, we're made new. The power is available to us on the inside of us. But that power, the full effect of who God is cannot be shown in our life until we give him full access. Full access to the junk drawer, to the closet, to the back room, to the den, to the remote control on the TV, right? We have to give him full access for us to see the dynamic power of God fully work in our life. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. it says, Jesus says, love God with all your heart. Love God with all your soul. Love God with all your mind. So me, for me or you to see the full power of God manifest or show up in our lives to where we're running with horses and not fighting as foot soldiers, 
We have to allow God to have access to all of us, not just put him first, put him center, make him all. So God has to be all. I have to give Holy Spirit access to all of my life. Now, what are the benefits of that? Because it's easy for us to say, okay, big deal. All right, what's the benefit of it? One of the benefits of being filled with the Spirit or having God, the Spirit of God having full access to every part of your life, number one, the Bible says, is you will receive power. Power. I don't know about you, but we all want more power. We want it faster. We want it quicker. We want it stronger. We want it more capable. We want it with more power. Acts 1.8, it says you will receive power, strength, ability when you give the Holy Spirit your full access to every part of you. The strength, the power, the ability to do everything as called you to do, that's one of the benefits of being filled with the Spirit of God. Acts 10.38, it says you know about Jesus of Nazareth. God poured out on him the Holy Spirit and power. What was Jesus then empowered to do? It says he went everywhere doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. John 14, 12 says this. Jesus says, he who puts his faith in me will do the very works which I do. He says, in fact, you'll do greater things than these because I'm going to my father. And we know what happened when he went to his father. He sent the spirit of God to now live on the inside of us and empower us with great strength and ability to do everything God has called us to do here on this earth. See, a lot of times we don't fully function and see the power and the purpose of God come to pass in our life. We're not not seeing the sick around us healed. Maybe we're not seeing those dynamic things we know Jesus promised for us to do because we don't really understand the power of God and the ability of God on the inside of you. It's like those of us who have smartphones. Are you truly using your cell phone and your smartphone to its fullest capacity? I know I'm not. I can text, I can go on Instagram, I can scroll through Facebook, I can get my emails, anything beyond that, I haven't, I I don't comprehend the power or the ability of what's in my hand. So it's not used to its full potential. So we don't really operate in the power and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, really, because we fully don't understand the power within We have an ability on the inside of us, Jesus said, for there to be greater works show up in our life, not just at church. I'm all for Jesus showing up here. I'm all for miracles to happen here. I'm all for for blind eyes to open here. But I'd rather see it at the mall, at Starbucks, on my workplace, at school. I'd rather see the power and the presence of God and the empowerment of God show up in these other places. The second thing it does, the Bible says, it gives you the strength, power, and ability to be a witness, to have greater boldness. Some of us 
don't know the power within or don't tap into the Spirit's power within. So very, we're very weak in our faith. Temptations come, we fall to it. Situations arise, we fall to it. Somebody asks us, oh, what's different about you? And you're like, oh, I might, um, uh, well, uh, well, I started um, going to this new church because we're intimidated to see, you know what? I received Jesus Christ as my savior and he's transformed my life and he's turned me around. Why? Because we don't understand or tap fully tap into the power within. But the Bible says when you receive the spirit of God and he totally fills you on the inside, you will now have a greater boldness to be a witness. This happened to Peter. Peter was denying Christ over. I don't know him. I don't know him. I don't know him. But when the Spirit of God saturated Peter and filled him, the Bible said he stepped out on that porch, he preached a message, and 3,000 people's lives were changed because they saw the transformation. Acts 4.31 says, After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the Word of God boldly. This is a boldness that goes beyond your personality. This is a boldness that empowers you to say no to the things you know you need to say no to. It's a boldness that empowers you to say yes and to stand up for justice and and the things that you know you should stand up for. It's a boldness that goes beyond your personality. It's a spirit of God boldness. Another thing that when you're filled with the spirit, what it empowers you to do, and I love this one because it so has helped me in what I'm called to do. It gives you the ability to communicate with those you normally wouldn't be able to communicate with. In Acts chapter 2, when it says that the Holy Spirit was poured out, it says that people from everywhere all over the, the country were there, and they all spoke different languages. It says, but when they were there, it says, man, when the Holy Spirit was poured out and they started speaking, we started hearing them glorify God in our language they were able to communicate the goodness of god in our language and we know that they weren't trained in our dialect it says we're from it says in acts chapter 2 verse number 9 lists all the places they were from a multitude of places it says both jews and gentiles converted to judaism some of us from crete and arabia says yet all of us heard them speaking in our own languages about the great things god has done i found in life sometimes we can be intimidated by people who don't communicate or who aren't like us maybe we're generationally different maybe we have way different social economics our social status way different maybe we're just just seem just so far from each other but the spirit of god when we're filled with the spirit of god he empowers us to be able to communicate with boldness to those man we just don't know breaks down the language barriers why do i think it's important for us celebration church to have an awareness and be filled with the Holy Spirit. We have a community. We have a valley of different cultures, different economic statuses, different uh, different sides of the railroad tracks, and you don't have to be on one side to be able to communicate with the other side. You can be filled with the Holy Spirit and be able to communicate 
boldly and confidently with those around you. Some of you parents, you're so freaked out, you don't even know what your kids are talking about. You're like, I do not know how to communicate with my kids anymore. This is where the power of the Holy Spirit comes in, breaks down those generational walls. Man, I don't even know. God, I I just feel like I'm so uneducated and God has put me in this job, at this position with all these highly educated people. And I try to put on my Gucci pumps and my Prada bag and I try to walk in with my help and I know that is not where I'm from. I can open my mouth and they're gonna know that I have some slang they don't even understand. And we can be so intimidated, but this is where the power of the Holy Spirit comes in gives us the ability to communicate with those we normally can't communicate with. The last thing we're going to end with today is all throughout the book of Acts, we see people filled with the Holy Spirit. We see that great ability and power, boldness, authority came. But they were also given a really cool God language. An ability to pray like they've never prayed before. The Bible calls it in different places, tongues. Now don't freak out because y'all are going, you're one of those churches. I didn't know you are. You're a tongue talking church. I don't, okay. Hold on a second. Don't go anywhere. Bible calls it tongues. I wouldn't teach you anything that the Bible don't teach. The Bible calls it praying in the Spirit. The Bible calls it praying by the help of the Holy Spirit. Some, some of y'all are excited, but some of y'all are going sweating right now, going, what are, what, what are you talking This is a weird church, uh-huh, yeah, I know, okay, okay. In Mark chapter 16, verse number 17, let me throw out some Bible to you. It says, these are some of the signs that will accompany believers, believers in Christ Jesus. It says, they'll throw out or cast out demons in my name, and they'll speak in new tongues. Acts 10, 46, talking about some people who were filled with the Holy Spirit, allowed the power of the Spirit to fill them. It says, they heard them speaking in tongues, heard them praising God. Acts chapter 19, verse number 6, it says the Holy Spirit came on them. They they began speaking in tongues and prophesying. 1 Corinthians 14, Paul says, I thank God I speak in tongues more than you all. Okay. Now to some people, this seems nuts. To some people, this seems absolutely crazy. Why? Why y'all gotta, I mean, I like the power part. That's awesome. I, I like the being filled and I like to be able to communicate with my teenager. I like to be, be able to communicate with my boss and those people I don't necessarily fit in with. I like all that, but why you gotta do the whole tongue talking stuff? That is so weird and bizarre. Why you gotta do that? Let me explain some benefits. No one's going to make you do anything. So let's all take a deep breath. Breathe out. Okay, no one's going to make you do anything. But let me tell you the benefits. Because unless you know the benefits of something, what's the point? Right? It's like when I first, you know, 
years ago when I got a car and it's like, oh, do you want seat heaters? And I'm like, why would I want a seat heater? I'll just bring my blankie with me. What's the point, right? Until they showed me the benefit on a super cold morning. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'll have seat heaters. Yes. Sign me up. Some of y'all might still think, that's stupid. Well, you've not tried it yet. (laughs) Especially air-conditioned seats. Y'all need to get, those of you who work out or anything like you get air-conditioned seats. Now, that's a whole nother level. See, if you don't know the benefits of something, it's stupid. This is stupid. This is dumb. This is stupid. Let me give you some benefits. I'll let y'all choose for yourself. Okay? A few benefits. It's just a few. I'm not going to give you a whole list. A few benefits of your God language. Number one, it edifies you. What does edify mean? It means it improves you. It builds you up. It strengthens you or it recharges you. Jude one twenty says this, but you, dear friends, build yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in your very cool God language, praying in the Holy Spirit, praying by the help of the Holy Spirit. It empowers you. It edifies you. It puts back into you what life takes out of you. Y'all be, you know, on a Sunday you leave charge and you're like, man, we conquer. And then Monday morning you wake up and go, ooh, this sucks. I am like, by Monday night you're like, oh, I don't know if I can even do this anymore. Why? Because life happens. And life takes something out of you. When you pray by the help of the Holy Spirit, it says it recharges the spirit of who you are. It empowers you. It puts life back into you. We get depleted by the end of the day. Life takes it out of us. When we pray in our God-given language, it activates the power of God on the inside of us. It recharges our battery. Now, this is a season for uh, pool toys, right? And, uh, you know, you're out there blowing up the air mattress. Well, I'm smart enough to know I don't have enough air in my lungs to blow that baby up. Not with six grandkids who all want theirs. So I have a a battery-operated, now I have one that plugs in, continual power source. But I had a battery-operated inflator. And I would inflate until the, and and it would be going, and then it would go, and you're like, oh man, right? And you have to go recharge the battery. That's what some of us do. We're living on the, and we need to charge ourselves back up. One of the benefits of praying by the help of the Holy Spirit is it recharges your battery. When what, be, what used to be easy starts becoming hard, you need to go pray by the help of the Holy Spirit. It builds you back up. Now, I do understand in the world we live in, there's a lot of mental health issues. I do think that there's, there are people who have legit mental health chemical imbalances. Maybe something's off. Something's not connecting right. Nothing too big for the power of Jesus Christ, by the way. Complete wholeness can come from Him. But I do think that a lot of our soulish issues, a lot of the anxiety, a lot of the depression, a lot of the oppression, a lot of the sadness, a lot of the feelings of, oh, I just can't, is because our spirit man is depleted. 
And if you find yourself having to pop a Xanax every night before you go to bed or popping pills before you go to bed or having to drink your, you know, liter of whatever before you go to bed, I want to challenge you. Tap into the power of God on the inside of you. Instead of doing that, try it. Try praying by the help of the Holy Spirit and watch life come to you. Strength come to you. The second thing, it gives you the ability to pray when you don't even know what to pray for. Now, I know we've all been here because some of y'all come to front and I'm like, what are we praying for? I don't really know. I just need prayer. This is where the praying by the help of the Holy Spirit comes in. God himself knows his plan for you. God knows what steps you need to take. God knows what needs to happen to bring restoration to certain relationships in your life. God knows what positions you need to to be in for the windows of heaven to be open over your life. He's trying to get you there. And so when we're praying by the help of the Holy Spirit, we're praying out God's perfect will. We're praying things that we can't even, man, understand our own self, but it's giving direction to our life. It says in Romans 8.26 that the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. It says, for example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays through us. It says with groanings that can't be expressed in words or it's in our cool God language. It says if we don't, in the message translation, if we don't know how or what to pray, it doesn't matter. We allow the Holy Spirit to do our praying for us. Now, personally, beyond me praying the the word of God for my family, I get to a place where I don't know what else to pray. Do I pray that they move there or I stay here? Do I pray that my kids go to public school or private school? Do I pray that, man, I marry that guy or that guy? Do I pray that I move into that house or that house? That car or that car? What do I, I don't know what else to pray. That's where the Bible says we pray by the help of the Holy Spirit. And he gives direction in our life. The whole reason Randy and I are even in Fresno, Clovis today, is because in Oklahoma, we were praying by the help of the Holy Spirit. God, where do you want us to go? We prayed by the help of the Holy Spirit in tongues for a very extended period of time. Days, often, just prayed constantly, consistently. And we found ourselves walking out God's perfect plan for our life. Why? Because we weren't praying from here. We were allowing the Spirit of God to pray. And I know, parents, you need to pray by the help of the Holy Spirit. Your kids are going through things you don't even have an understanding of these days. The things and the life and the the world they're growing up in is very different than the world we grew up in. We must pray by the help of the Holy Spirit that God would intervene on their behalf, that God would lead them and guide them and direct their path, that no weapon would formed against them would ever prosper, that they're gonna hit their mark. Plenty of times my kids would come home and I'm like, what's the matter, nothing? No, really, what's the matter, nothing? But yet you know, but you just don't understand, you just don't know what it is. Those are times, man, I just find myself praying by the help of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes God would prompt me to say things or to intervene in a certain way, and sometimes he wouldn't. He'd take care of it all by himself. It's just important that we allow the Spirit of God. One of the benefits is to allow the Spirit of God to 
to pray for it through us. The last thing we're going to talk about today is it tames your tongue. Whoever controls our tongue controls our life. The Bible says that our tongue is like a rudder. It directs our ship. And some of us, man, our tongue is getting in, us into deep, deep trouble. Our tongue has led us into poverty. Our, our tongue has led us into situations that we're like, oh, how did I get myself here? It's because of us and our big mouth. And so when we yield our tongues to the Spirit of God on the inside of us, life happens. We give control to God and God alone. And we'll start seeing God orchestrate the path of our life. Y'all have a better understanding of who the power is on the inside of you? Let's all stand in this place. Let's all stand in this place. Okay, here's, here's the truth of the matter. Holy Spirit, as a believer in Christ Jesus, Holy Spirit already lives on the inside of you. You already have the power of God living there. The Bible talks about Him bringing the love, the gentleness, the goodness, all the fruit of the Spirit, the kindness, the patience. All that lives on the inside of you. Our flesh can take charge and override the Spirit of God on the inside of us. So although kindness and love lives there, we can still be angry and frustrated and mean to people. We have to, on purpose, stop this stuff and yield to him on the inside. We got to tap into his ability. The first step is us realizing that he's there. I have the spirit of God living on the inside of me. I don't have to be that way. I can be bold. I can yield to the power of God on the inside of me. Second thing is we're going to open up our heart. Those of you who want to be filled and saturated with the Spirit of God on the inside of you. The Bible says, first of all, you just have to believe, be a believer in Christ Jesus. He moves in. It says Peter said when he was preaching, he says, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins and you'll receive the gift of the Spirit within you. Then in Luke, it says, even though you're evil, you know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So we're going to invite the Holy Spirit in. And then don't make it harder than what it is. It's just by faith you receive Jesus. It's not like you see him ascend from heaven. Boop, there he is. No, it's by faith. I receive Jesus because the Bible says if I open up my mouth and I confess Jesus, he moves in, makes his life at home in me, gives me new purpose and new direction for my life. And then for me to experience the power of the Spirit, I just have to yield to it and be aware of it. Let's pray. Father, I thank you today for who you are. I thank you that you didn't leave us. Thank you when Jesus was crucified, he didn't just die on the cross and ascend to heaven and leave us abandoned here, roaming around hopelessly here on this earth. But he sent your very spirit, the spirit of God. God, we open up our heart to you today. God, we open up our heart to you today. God, with our mouth, we say, fill us with your spirit, Lord. You say it. If you want God just to fill you, you open your mouth and you say it. God, I ask that you would just fill us with your spirit. 
God, we believe as we are filled with your spirit, we walk in a greater awareness of your power. God, we walk in a greater awareness of your ability. We walk in a greater empowerment, Lord, and a boldness and a confidence. God, we believe that there's greater clarity. God, today we withhold nothing from you. God, we give you access to every corner of our life, every relationship. God, we give you access to every thought process. God, we give you access to every attitude. God, I give you access to every opinion, every idea. Holy Spirit, fill us today. Just like you did in the book of Acts. Fill us with your spirit, with great power and ability, God, that we would see signs and wonders and miracles. God, that we, like Jesus, would go about doing good. God, healing and bringing restoration to the world around us. God, we give you thanks, Lord, in Jesus' name. Now listen, I'm going to give you an opportunity today to tap into the prayer language on the inside of you. It's not a hard thing. Religion tells you you have to cry and you have to beg and you have to plead. Religion tells you that you have to feel something. Some of y'all might have went to a church like that that, you know, the spirit would start moving and you start seeing people scream and shout and run and their wigs would fall off and you're like, oh, Jesus, I don't know that I want that, right? And you're like, mm, I don't want that to be me. Listen, God's not freaky. <laughs> the Holy Spirit's not weird. People might behave weird, but he ain't weird. Holy Spirit living on the inside of you, he's already given you a God language. You don't have to beg for it. You just have to yield to it. It's just opening your mouth and by faith, start giving access to the Spirit on the inside of you. Holy Spirit on the inside of me, my language, what he, the, the language that he speaks through me sounds like this. Now, to some of you, you might think, well, that is weird. You're freaking me out. But I just told you the power that comes with it. I'm not going to stop praying that way because my family walks in success. My, my kids love Jesus. My, why? Not because I'm good. <laughs> Not because I'm good, because God's good. God wants to work and operate in your life, and he wants you running with horses, not fighting with foot soldiers. God wants you to take Jesus and the spirit of life to your workplace. God wants you to walk in a room and not witness like, oh, y'all got to come to my church. Oh, you got to come to my church. That you would walk in and your very shadow would bring healing to the people around you without you even opening up your mouth. That's what he wants, but that's what we have to give access to. So those of you who do have your prayer language, you've already tapped into it. You're like, by faith, I'm just going to open my mouth and I'm just going to let the river flow. Listen, this morning, some of you, your language, just like a baby learning to talk, might be ba 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 ba. That sounds dumb. Did you know that ba 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 has just as much power attached to it 
for you, working out miracles, working out signs, working out wonders that my has for me. The same. Listen, don't, let's not get freaked out about this, okay? Father, I just thank you today, God, for the power that you've given us in our God language. And God, those of us who desire the benefits that come with praying by the help of the Spirit, God, we say yes to it. God, we open up our mouth right now. God, we tap into the language of God on the inside of us. Those of you who are bold enough to tap into the language of God on the inside of you, Let's do that. You don't have to do it loudly. God, I thank you as we pray by the help of the Holy Spirit, you're bringing clarity. God, you're making crooked, crooked places straight. God, you're bringing revelation and understanding. God, where there's been a ceiling on our businesses, God, you're opening that ceiling. You're busting through that ceiling. You're giving us creative ideas and new ways of thinking about it. God, those are struggling in their relationship with their children. God, I believe that you're bringing us, giving us the ability to connect and to, to see beyond the surface and to see the heart, God. God, I thank you today. God, I thank you today. I thank you today. God, I thank you today for a greater revelation. God, of the power within. God, we give you thanks in Jesus' name. You know, as we, as we close today and we sing back through this last song and before we dismiss, I know for some of you who, you know, this is your first time tapping into that language on the inside of you, it can feel uncomfortable and it can feel like, I don't know, this is weird. I just don't know. Your, your head's telling you, this is just so weird. How could it be that easy? This is just not making sense. Can I tell you the enemy, Satan himself, does not want you to tap into the power on the inside of you? And if the enemy can keep your mouth silent, he will. So us just taking that step and tapping into the spirit, the, the, the language of the spirit on the inside of us, it makes much powerful power available. And if you're uncomfortable in this room doing that, I encourage you when you're by yourself in the shower, when you're driving down the road just by yourself, Tap into that cool God language that he gave you on the inside of you. I can tell you, your head might be saying, this is not helping at all, but I can promise you throughout your day, you're going to walk in greater wisdom than you've ever walked in before. Your eyes are going to be open to things that you never saw before. You're going to like, man, how did that happen? Because it activates the power and the spirit of God on the inside of you. Father, I just thank you, God. God, that you're working on the inside of us, empowering us to run with horses and not fight with foot soldiers, like foot soldiers. God, we acknowledge you and we thank you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, as we sing through this worship song, 
The Bible says when you pray by the help of the Holy Spirit or you tap into the Spirit on the inside of you and you give voice by praying in tongues, it says you give thanks well. Sometimes in worship you're like, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. I don't know what else to say. Thank you, Lord. When we give voice to the Spirit of God within, we're giving thanks well, the Bible says. So maybe even while we're worshiping and the, the band is leading us, maybe under your breath, maybe quietly to yourself, maybe you can open your mouth and you can give voice to the Spirit of God on the inside of you. You are worthy of it Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus.